Act Four of The Rover, Part One by Aphra Ben. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene One A Fine Room. Discovers Belleville as by dark alone. When shall I be weary of railing on fortune, who is resolved never to turn with smiles upon me? two such defeats in one night none but the devil and that mad rogue could have contrived to plague me with i am here a prisoner but where heaven knows and if there be murder done i can soon decide the fate of a stranger in a nation without mercy yes this is nothing to the torture my soul bows with when i think of losing my fair my dear florinda hark my door opens a light a man and seems of quality armed too oh, now i shall die like a dog without defence enter antonio in a nightgown with a light his arm in a scarf and a sword under his arm he sets the candle on the table Sir, I come to know what injuries I have done you that could provoke you to so mean an action as to attack me basely without allowing time for my defence. Sir, for a man in my circumstances to plead innocence would look like fear, but view me well and you will find no marks of a coward on me, nor anything that betrays that brutality you accuse me of. In vain, sir, you impose upon my sense. You are not only he who drew on me last night, but yesterday before the same house, that of Angelica. Yet there is something in your face and mean. I own I fought to-day in the defence of a friend of mine, with whom you, if you're the same, and your party were first engaged. Perhaps you think this crime enough to kill me. But if you do, I cannot fear you'll do it basely. No, sir. I'll make you fit for a defence with this. Gives him the sword. This gallantry surprises me. Not, nor know I how to use this present, sir, against a man so brave. You shall not need for no i come to snatch you from a danger that is decreed against you perhaps your life or long imprisonment and was with so much courage you offended i cannot see you punished how shall i pay this generosity it had been safer to have killed another than have attempted me to show your danger sir i let you know my quality and tis the viceroy's son whom you have wounded aside the viceroy's son death and confusion was this plague reserved to complete all the rest obliged by him the man of all the world i would destroy you seem disordered sir yes trust me sir i am and tis with pain that man receives such bounties who wants the power to pay him back again to gallant spirits tis indeed uneasy but you may quickly overpay me sir aside oh then i am well kind heaven but set us even that i may fight with him and keep my honour safe oh i am impatient sir to be discounting the mighty debt i owe you you command me quickly i have a quarrel with a rival sir about the mate we love aside oh, death tis florinda he means that thought destroys my reason and i shall kill him my rival sir is one as all the virtues man can boast of aside death who should this be he challenged me to meet him on the morrow as soon as day appeared 
but last night's quarrel has made my arm unfit to guide a sword i apprehend you sir you'd have me kill the man that lays a claim to the maid you speak of i'll do it I i'll fly to do it sir do you know her no sir but tis enough she's admired by you sir i shall rob you of the glory on't for you must fight under my name and dress that opinion must be strangely obliging that makes you think i can personate the brave antonio whom i can but strive to imitate you say too much to my advantage come sir the day appears that calls you forth within sir is the habit exit antonio fantastic fortune thou deceitful light that cheats the wearied traveller by night though on a precipice each step you tread i am resolved to follow where you lead exit scene two the mallow enter florinda and callus in masks with stefano aside i'm dying with my fears belville's not coming as i expected underneath my window makes me believe that all those fears are true canst thou not tell with whom my brother fights no madam they were both in masquerade i was by when they challenged one another and they had decided the quarrel then but were prevented by some cavaliers which made em put it off till now but i am sure tis about you they fight aside nay then tis with belville for what other lover have i that dares fight for me except antonio and he is too much in favour with my brother if it be he for whom shall i direct my prayers to heaven madam i must leave you for if my master see me i shall be hanged for being your conductor i escaped narrowly for the excuse i made for you last night i the garden and i'll reward thee for it prithee no more exit stefano enter don pedro in his masking habit antonio's late to-day the place will fill and we may be prevented walk about aside antonio sure i heard amiss but who would not excuse a happy lover when soft fair arms confine the yielding neck and the kind whisper languishingly breathes must you be gone so soon <laughs> sure i had dwelt for ever on her bosom but stay he's here enter belville dressed in antonio's clothes tis not belville half my fears are vanished antonio aside this must be he you're early sir i do not used to be outdone this way the wretched sir are watchful and tis enough you have the advantage of me in angelica aside angelica or i've mistook my man or else antonio can he forget his interest in florinda and fight for common prize come sir you know our terms by heaven not i no talking i am ready sir offers to fight florinda runs in oh hold whoe'er you be i do conjure you hold if you strike here i die florinda florinda imploring for my rival away this kindness is unseasonable puts her by they fight she runs in just as belleville disarms pedro who are you sir that dare deny my prayers thy prayers destroy him if thou wouldst preserve him do that thou'rt 
unacquainted with and curse him by all you hold most dear by her you love i do conjure you touch him not by her i love see i obey and at your feet resign the useless trophy of my victory lays his sword at her feet antonio you've done enough to prove you love florinda love florinda does heaven love adoration prayer or penitence love her here sir your sword again snatches up the sword and gives it to him upon this truth i'll fight my life away no you've redeemed my sister and my friendship don pedro he gives him florinda and pulls off his vizard to show his face and puts it on again can you resign your claims to other women and give your heart entirely to florinda entire as dying saints confessions are i can delay my happiness no longer this minute let me make florinda mine this minute let it be no time so proper this night my father will arrive from rome and possibly may hinder what we propose oh heavens this minute enter masqueraders and pass over oh do not ruin me the place begins to fill and that we may not be observed do you walk off to st peter's church where i will meet you and conclude your happiness aside i'll meet you there if there be no more saints churches in naples oh stay sir and recall your hasty doom alas i have not yet prepared my heart to entertain so strange a guest away this silly modesty is assumed too late heaven madam what do you do do despise the man that lays a tyrant's claim to what he ought to conquer by submission you do not know me move a little this way draws her aside yes you may even force me to the altar but not the holy man that offers there shall force me to be thine pedro talks to callus this while oh do not lose so blessed an opportunity see see tis your belleville not antonio whom your mistaken scorn and anger ruins pulls off his vizard belleville where was my soul that could not meet thy voice and take this knowledge in as they are talking enter wilmore finely dressed and frederick no intelligence no news of belleville yet well i am the most unlucky rascal in nature ha i am deceived or is it he look fred tis he my dear belleville runs and embraces him belleville's vizard falls out on his hand helen confusion seize thee ha huh. belleville i beg your pardon sir takes florinda from him nay touch her not she's mine by conquest sir i, I won her by my sword didst thou so and egad child will keep her by the sword draws on pedro belleville goes between stand off thou art so profanely lewd so cursed by heaven all quarrels thou espousest must be fatal nay an you be so hot my valour's coy and shall be courted when you want it next puts up his sword to pedro you know i ought to claim a victor's right but you're the brother to divine florinda to whom i'm such a slave to purchase her i durst not hurt the man she holds so dear 
twas by antonio's not by belville's sword this question should have been decided sir i must confess much to your bravery's due both now and when i met you last in arms but i am nicely punctual in my word as men of honour ought and beg your pardon for this mistake another time shall clear aside to florinda as they are going out this was some plot between you and belleville but i'll prevent you belleville looks after her and begins to walk up and down in a rage do not be modest now and lose the woman but if we fetch her back so do not speak to me not speak to you egad i'll speak to you and will be answered too will you sir i know i've done some mischief but i'm so dull a puppy that i'm the son of a whore if i know how or where prithee inform my understanding leave me i say and leave me instantly i will not leave you in this humour nor till i know my crime death i'll tell you sir draws and runs at wilmore he runs out belleville after him frederick interposes enter angelica moretta and sebastian ha sebastian is not that wilmore haste haste and bring him back the girl is mad i never saw him thus before i will after him lest he do some mischief for i am sure wilmore will not draw on him exit i am all rage my first desires defeated for one for aught he knows that has no other merit than her quality her being don pedro's sister he loves her i know tis so dull dull insensible he will not see me now though oft invited and broke his word last night false perjured man he that but yesterday fought for my favours and would have made his life a sacrifice to have gained one night with me must now be hired and courted to my arms i told you what would come on't but moretta's an old doting fool why did you give him five hundred crowns but to set yourself out for other lovers you should have kept him poor if you had meant to have any good for him oh name not such mean trifles had i given him all my youth has earned from sin i had not lost a thought nor sigh upon't but i have given him my eternal rest my whole repose my future joys my heart my virgin heart moretta oh tis gone curse on you here he comes how fine she has made him too enter wilmore and sebastian angelica turns and walks away how now turns shadow fly when i pursue and follow when i fly stay gentle shadow of my dove and tell me ere i go whether the substance may not prove a fleeting thing like you there's a soft kind look remaining yet as she turns she looks on him well sir you may be gay all happiness all joys pursue you still fortune's your slave and gives you every hour choice of new hearts and beauties till you are cloyed with the repeated bliss which others vainly languish for but know false man that i shall be revenged hmm. so gad there are of those faint-hearted lovers whom such a sharp lesson next their hearts would make as impotent as fourscore pox of this whining my business is to laugh and love a pox on it i hate your sullen lover a man shall lose as much time to put you in a humour now as would serve to gain a new woman i scorn to cool that fire i cannot raise or do the drudgery of your virtuous mistress a virtuous mistress death what a thing hast thou found out for me why what the 
devil should I do with a virtuous woman? A thought of ill-natured creatures that take a pride to torment a lover. Virtue is but an infirmity in women, a disease that renders even the handsome ungrateful, whilst the ill-favoured, for want of solicitations and address, only fancy themselves so. I have lain with a woman of quality who has all the while been railing at whores. I will not answer for your mistress's virtue, though she be young enough to know no guilt. And I could wish you would persuade my heart. Twas the two hundred thousand crowns you courted. Two hundred thousand crowns? What story's this? What trick? What woman? Huh. How strange you make it. Have you forgot the creature you entertained on the piazza last night? Aside. Ha! My gypsy worth two hundred thousand crowns. Oh, how I long to be with her. Pox, I knew she was of quality. False man, I see my ruin in thy face. How many vows you breathed upon my bosom never to be unjust. Have you forgot so soon? Faith, no. I was just coming to repeat em. But here's a humour indeed would make a man a saint. Aside. Would she be angry enough to leave me and command me not to wait on her? Enter Helena, dressed in man's clothes. This must be Angelica. I know it by her mumping matron here. Aye, tis she. My mad captain's with her, too, for all his swearing. Oh, how this unconstant humour makes me love him! <sighs> Pray, good, grave gentlewoman, is not this Angelica? My too young, sir, it is. I hope tis one from Don Antonio. Goes to Angelica. Aside. Well, something I'll do to vex him for this. I will not speak with him. Am I in humour to receive a lover? Not speak with him? Why, I'll be gone and wait your idler minutes. Can I show less obedience to the thing I love so fondly? Offers to go. A fine excuse this. Stay. And hinder your advantage? Should I repay your bounty so ungratefully? Come hither, boy, that I may let you see how much above the advantages you name I prize one minute's joy with you. Oh, you destroy me with this endearment. Death, how shall I get away? Madam, twill be not fit I should be seen with you. Besides, it will not be convenient. And I've a friend that's dangerously sick. I see you're impatient, yet you shall stay. Aside, and walks about impatiently. And miss my assignation with my gypsy. Moretta brings Helena, who addresses herself to Angelica. Madam, you'll hardly pardon my intrusion when you shall know my business, and I'm too young to tell my tale with art. But there must be a wondrous store of goodness where so much beauty dwells. A pretty advocate, whoever sent thee. Prithee proceed. Nay, sir, you shall not go. To Wilmore, who is stealing off. Aside. Then I shall lose my gypsy for ever. Pox on it, she stays me out of spite. I am related to a lady, madam, young, rich, and nobly born, but has the fate to be in love with a young English gentleman. Strangely she loves him. At first sight she loved him. But did adore him when she heard him speak. For he, she said, had charms in every word, That failed not to surprise, to wound and conquer. Aside. Ah, egad, I hope this concerns me. 
"'Tis my false man he means. Would he were gone. This praise will raise his pride and ruin me. Well, since you are so impatient to be gone, I will release you, sir. Aside. Nay, then I'm sure twas me he spoke of. This cannot be the effects of kindness in her. No, madam, I've considered better on it, and will not give you cause of jealousy. But, sir, I've business that— This shall not do. I notice but to try me. Well, to your story, boy, though twill undo me. With this addition to his other beauties, he won her unresisting tender heart. He vowed and sighed and swore he loved her dearly. And she believed the cunning flatterer, and thought herself the happiest maid alive. To-day was the appointed time by both to consummate their bliss. The virgin, altar, and the priest were dressed, and while she languished for the expected bridegroom, she heard he paid his broken vows to you. Aside. So this is some dear rogue that's in love with me, and this way lets me know it. Or, if it be not me, she means someone whose place I may supply. Now I perceive the cause of thy impatience to be gone, and all the business of this glorious dress. Damn the young praetor, I know not what he means. Madam, in your fair eyes I read too much concern to tell my father business. Prithee, sweet youth, talk on. Thou mayst perhaps raise here a storm that may undo my passion, and then I'll grant thee anything. Madam, tis to entreat you. Oh, unreasonable! You would not see this stranger, for if you do she vows you are undone, though nature never made a man so excellent, and sure he'd have been a god but for inconstancy. Aside. Ah, rogue, how finely he's instructed. Tis plain some woman that has seen me en passant. Oh, I shall burst with jealousy. Do you know the man you speak of? Yes, madam. He used to be in buff and scarlet. To Wilmore. Thou, false as hell, what canst thou say to this? By heaven. Hold, do not damn thyself. Nor hope to be believed. He walks about, they follow. O oh, perjured man, is't thus you pay my generous passion back? Why would you, sir, abuse my lady's faith? And use me so inhumanly? A maid so young, so innocent. Dost thou not know thy life is in my power? Or think my lady cannot be revenged? So, so, the storm comes finely on. Now thou art silent. Guilt has struck thee dumb. Oh, hadst thou still been so, I'd lived in safety. She turns away and weeps. Aside to Helena. Sweetheart, the lady's name in the house quickly. I'm impatient to be with her. Looks towards Angelica to watch her turning, and as she comes towards them he meets her. Aside. So now he is for another woman. The impudentest young thing in nature. I cannot persuade him out of his error, madam. I know he's in the right. Yet thou'st a tongue that would persuade him to deny his faith. In rage walks away. Her name, her name, dear boy. Have you forgot it, sir? Oh, I perceive he's not to know I'm a stranger to his lady. Uh, yes, yes, I do know, but I have forgot the— By heaven, such early confidence I never saw. Did I not charge you with this mistress, sir, which you denied, though I beheld your perjury? This little generosity of thine has rendered back my heart. Walks away. So you have made sweet work here, my little mischief. Look your lady be kind and good-natured now, or I shall have but a cursed bargain on it. Angelica turns towards them. The rogue's bred up to mischief. 
Art thou so great a fool to credit him? Yes, I do, and you in vain impose upon me. Come hither, boy. Is not this he you speak of? I think it is. I cannot swear, but I vow he is just another lying lover's look. Helena looks in his face. He gazes on her. Ha! Do I not know that face? <gasps> By heaven! My little gypsy! What a dull dog was I! Had I but looked that way, I'd known her. Are all my hopes of a new woman banished? Egad, if I don't fit thee for this, hang me. Madam, I have found out the plot. Oh, Lord, what does he say? Am I discovered now? Do you see this young spark here? He'll tell her who I am. Who do you think this is? Aye, aye, he does know me. Nay, dear captain, I'm undone if you discover me. Nay, nay, no cogging. She shall know what a precious mistress I have. Will you be such a devil? Nay, nay, I'll teach you to spoil sport you will not make. This small ambassador comes not from a person of quality, as you imagine, and he says, but from a very errant gypsy, the talkingest, pratingest, cantingest little animal thou ever sawst. What news you tell me? That's the thing I mean. Oh, would I were well off the place. If ever I go a-captain hunting again. Mean that thing? That gypsy thing? Thou mayest well as be jealous of thy monkey or parrot as her. A German motion were worth a dozen of her, and a dream were a better enjoyment, a creature of constitution fitter for heaven than man. Though I'm sure he lies, yet this vexes me. You are mistaken. She's a Spanish woman made up of no such dull materials. Materials? Egad, and she be made of any that will either dispense or admit of love. I'll be bound to countenance. Aside to him. Unreasonable man, do you think so? Did you not promise then to marry her? Not I, by heaven. You cannot undeceive my fears and torments till you have vowed you will not marry her. If he swears that, he'll be revenged on me indeed for all my rogueries. I know what arguments you'll bring against me, fortune and honour. Honour? I tell you I hate it in your sex, and those that fancy themselves possessed of that foppery are the most impertinently troublesome of all womankind, and will transgress nine commandments to keep one, and to satisfy your jealousy I swear— Aside to him. Oh, no, swearing, dear captain. If it were possible I should ever be inclined to marry, it should be some kind young sinner one that has generosity enough to give a favour handsomely to one that can ask it discreetly, one that has wit enough to manage an intrigue of love. Oh, how civil such a wench is to a man than does her the honour to marry her. By heaven, there's no faith in anything he says. Enter Sebastian. Madam, Don Antonio. Come hither. Oh, Antonio! He may be coming hither, and he'll certainly discover me. I'll therefore retire without a ceremony. Exit, Helena. I'll see him. Get my coach ready. It waits you, madam. What, madam? Now I may be gone and leave you to the enjoyment of my rival. Dull man, that canst not see how ill, how poor that false dissimulation looks. Be gone, and never let me see thy cousining face again, lest I relapse and kill thee. Yes, you can spare me now. Farewell till you are in a better humour. I'm glad of this release. Now for my gypsy, for though to worse we change, yet still we find new joys, new charms, in a new miss that's kind. Exit, Wilmore. He's gone. 
and in this ague of my soul the shivering fit returns. Oh, with what willing haste he took his leave, as if the longed-for minute were arrived, of some blessed assignation. In vain I have consulted all my charms, in vain this beauty prized, in vain believed my eyes could kindle any lasting fires. I had forgot my name, my infamy, and the reproach that honour lays on those that dare pretend a sober passion here. Nice reputation, though it leave behind more virtues than inhabit where that dwells, yet that once gone those virtues shine no more. Then since I am not fit to be loved, I am resolved to think on a revenge on him that soothed me thus to my undoing. Exeunt. Scene three. A street. Enter Florinda and Valeria in habits different from what they have been seen in. We're happily escaped, yet I tremble still. A lover and fear. Why, I am but half a one, and yet I have courage for any attempt. Would Helena were here? I would fain have had her as deep in this mischief as we. She'll fare but ill else, I doubt. She pretended a visit to the Augustine nuns, but I believe some other design carried her out. Pray heavens we light on her. Prithee, what didst do with Callus? When I saw no reason would do good on her, I followed her into the wardrobe, and as she was looking for something in a green chest, I tumbled her in by the heels, snatched the key of the apartment where you were confined, locked her in, and left her bawling for help. Tis well you resolved to follow my fortunes, for thou darest never appear at home again after such an action. That's according as the young stranger and I shall agree. But to our business. I delivered your letter, your note, to Belleville, when I got out under pretence of going to Mass. I found him at his lodging, and believe me it came seasonably, for never was man in so desperate a condition. I told him of your resolution of making your escape to-day, if your brother would be absent long enough to permit you. If not, die rather than be Antonio's. Thou shouldst have told him I was confined to my chamber, upon my brother's suspicion, that the business on the molar was a plot laid between him and I. I said all this, and told him your brother was now gone to his devotion, and he resolves to visit every church till he find him, and not only undeceive him in that, but caress him so as shall delay his return home. Oh, heavens, he's here! and Belleville with him, too. They put on their visits. Enter Don Pedro, Belleville, Wilmore. Belleville and Don Pedro seeming in serious discourse. Walk boldly by them. I'll come at a distance, lest he suspect us. She walks by them, and looks back on them. Ah, a woman, and of an excellent mien. She throws a kind look back at you. Death, tis a likely wench and that kind look shall not be cast away. I'll follow her. Prithee, do not. Do not? By heavens to the Antipodes with such an invitation. She goes out, and Wilmore follows her. Tis a mad fellow for a wench. Enter Frederick. Ho, oh, Colonel, such news. Prithee, what? News that will make you laugh in spite of fortune. What? Blunt has some damned trick put upon him. Cheated, banged, or clapped? Cheated, sir, rarely cheated of all his shirt and drawers. The unconscionable Hotu turned him out before consummation. So the traversing the streets at midnight, the watch found him in his fresco and conducted him home. By heaven, tis such a slight, 
and yet i durst as well have been hanged as laugh at him or pity him he beats all that do but ask him a question and is in such an humour who is't has met such ill usage sir a friend of ours whom you must see for mirth's sake aside i'll employ him to give florinda time for an escape who is he a young countryman of ours one that has been educated at so plentiful a rate he yet ne'er knew the want of money and twill be a great jest to see how simply he'll look without it for my part i'll lend him none and the rogue knows not how to put on a borrowing face and ask first i'll let him see how good tis to play our parts while i play his prithee fred uh, do go home and keep him in that posture till we come exeunt enter florinda from the farther end of the scene looking behind her i am followed still ha my brother too advancing this way good heavens defend me from being seen by him she goes off enter wilmore and after him valeria at a little distance ah there she sails she looks back as if she were willing to be boarded i'll warrant her prize he goes out valeria following enter helena just as he goes out with a page ha is not that my captain that has a woman in chase tis not angelica boy follow those people at a distance and bring me an account where they go in i'll find his haunts and plague him everywhere oh my brother exit page belville wilmore pedro cross the stage helena runs off scene changes to another street enter florinda what shall i do my brother now pursues me will no kind power protect me from his tyranny ha here's a door open i'll venture in since nothing can be worse than to fall into his hands my life and honour are at stake and my necessity has no choice she goes in enter valeria and helena's page peeping after florinda here she went in i shall remember this house exit boy this is belleville's lodgings she'd gone in as readily as if she knew it ha there's that mad fellow again i dare not venture in i'll watch my opportunity goes aside enter wilmore gazing about him i have lost her hereabouts pox on it she must not scape me so goes out scene changes to blunt's chamber discovers him sitting on a couch in his shirt and drawers reading so now my mind's a little of peace since i have resolved revenge a pox on this tailor though for not bringing home the clothes i bespoke and a pox of all poor cavaliers a man can never keep a spare suit for em and i shall have these rogues come in and find me naked and then i'm undone but i'm resolved to arm myself the rascal shall not insult over me too much puts on an old rusty sword and buff belt now how like a morris dancer i am equipped a fine lady-like whore to cheat me thus without affording me a kindness for my money a pox light on her i shall never be reconciled to the sex more she has made me as faithless as a physician as uncharitable as a churchman and as ill-natured as a poet oh how i'll use all womankind hereafter what would i give to have one of them within my reach now any mortal thing in petticoats kind fortune send me and i'll forgive thy last night's malice here's a cursed book too 
a warning to all young travellers that can instruct me how to prevent such mischiefs now tis too late well tis a rare convenient thing to read a little now and then as well as hawk and hunt sits down again and reads enter to him florinda this house is haunted sure tis well furnished and no living thing inhabits it oh, a man heavens how he's attired sure tis some rope dancer or fencing master i tremble now for fear and yet i must venture now to speak to him sir if i may not interrupt your meditations he starts up and gazes ha ah, what's here are my wishes granted and is not that a she-creature that's hartlikens tis what wretched thing art thou ah. charitable sir you've told yourself already what i am a very wretched maid forced by a strange unlucky accident to seek a safety here and must be ruined if you do not grant it ruined is there any ruin so inevitable as that which now threatens thee dost thou know miserable woman into what debt and mischiefs thou art fallen what a bliss of confusion ah dost not see something in my looks that frights thy guilty soul and makes thee wish to change that shape of woman for any humble animal or devil for those were safer for thee and less mischievous alas what mean you sir i must confess your looks have something in em makes me fear but i beseech you as you seem a gentleman pity a harmless virgin that takes your house for sanctuary talk on talk on and weep do till my faith return do flatter me out of my senses again a harmless virgin with a pox as much one as t'other as heart lickens why what a devil can i not be safe in my house for you not in my chamber nay even being naked too cannot secure me this is an impudence greater than has invaded me yet come no resistance pulls her rudely dare you be so cruel cruel that's hartlikens as a galley slave or a spanish whore cruel yes i will kiss and beat thee all over kiss and see thee all over thou shalt lie with me too not that i care for the enjoyment but to let you see i have tamed a liberated malice to thee and will be revenged on one whore for the sins of another i will smile and deceive thee flatter thee and beat thee kiss and swear and lie to thee embrace thee and rob thee as she did me fawn on thee and strip thee stark naked then hang thee out my window by the heels with a paper of scurvy verses fastened to thy breast in praise of damnable women come come along alas sir must i be sacrificed for the crimes of the most infamous of my sex i never understood the sins you name do persuade the fool you love him or that one of you can be just or honest tell me i was not an easy coxcomb or any strange impossible tale it will be believed sooner than i force showers or protestations a generation of damned hypocrites to flatter my very clothes from my back dissembling witches are these not the returns you make an honest gentleman that trusts believes and loves you but if i not be even with you come along and i shall pulls her again enter frederick huh what's here to do that's hartlikens fred i am glad thou art come to be a witness of my dire revenge what's this a person of quality too 
who is upon the ramble to supply the defects of some grave impotent husband no this has another pretence some very unfortunate accident brought her hither to save a life pursued by i know not who or why and forced to take sanctuary here at fool's haven it's hartlikens to me of all mankind for protection is the ass to be cajoled again think ye no young one no prayers or tears shall mitigate my rage therefore prepare for both my pleasure of enjoyment and revenge for i am resolved to make up my loss here upon thy body i'll take it out in kindness and in beaten now mistress of mine what do you think of this i think you will not dares not be so barbarous have a care blunt she'd fetched a deep sigh she is enamoured with thy shirt and drawers she will strip thee even of that there are of her calling such unconscionable baggages and such dexterous thieves they will flee a man and he shall never miss his skin till he feels the cold there was a countryman of ours robbed of a row of teeth whilst he was sleeping which the jilt made him buy again when he waked you see lady how little reason we have to trust you Sartikens, why this is most abominable some such devils there may be but by all that's holy i am none such i entered here to save a life in danger for no goodness i'll warrant her faith damsel you had even confessed the plain truth for we are fellows not to be caught twice in the same trap look on that wreck a tight vessel when we set out of heaven well trimmed and laden and see how a female picaron of this island of rooks has shattered him and canst thou hope for any mercy no no gentlewoman come along we must be better acquainted we'll both lie with her and then let me alone to bang her i am ready to serve you in matters of revenge that has a double pleasure in it well said you hear little one how you are condemned by public vote to the bed within there's no resisting your destiny sweetheart pulls her stay sir i have seen you with belleville an english cavalier for his sake use me kindly you know how sir belleville why yes sweeting we do know belleville and wish he were here with us now he's a cormorant at whore and beacon he'll have a limb or two of thee my virgin pullet but tis no matter we'll leave him the bones to pick sir if you have any esteem for that belleville i conjure you to treat me with more gentleness he'll thank you for the justice hark ye blunt i doubt we are mistaken in this matter sir if you find me not worth belleville's care use me as you please and that you may think i merit better treatment than you threaten pray take this present gives him a ring he looks on it hm a diamond why tis a wonderful virtue now that lies in this ring a mollifying virtue as hartlikens there's more persuasive rhetoric in it than all her sex can utter i begin to suspect something and would anger us vilely to be truced up for a rape upon a maid of quality when we only believe we ruffle her lot thou art a credulous fellow but as hartlikens i have no faith yet why my saint prattle as parlously as this does she gave me a bracelet too a devil on her but i sent my man to sell it to-day for necessaries and it proved as counterfeit as her vows of love however let it reprieve her till we see belleville that's hard yet i will grant it enter a servant oh sir the colonel's just come with his new friend and a spaniard of quality and talks of having you to dinner with them 
it's hartlikens i'm undone i would not see him for the world harky fred lock up the wench in your chamber fear nothing madam whatever it threatens you are safe whilst in my hands exeunt frederick and florinda and sirrah upon your life see i am not at home or that i am asleep or anything away i'll prevent them coming this way locks the door and exeunt end of act four